0: FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro. FM 100.5 Smyrna. And online at WGNSradio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County Newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now, your host, Scott Walker.
1: Right now, that time, 824, you're listening to WGNS Parks Director Nate Williams is in studio with us this morning. And we might as well start with you so (laughs) I'm just curious did did all this cold weather have uh impact on the parks where folks uh, saw there playing frisbee golf
2: Thomas was out there playing frisbee golf so no it's uh our outdoor facilities stayed open we ended up having to close on Christmas Eve we were going to be open but with the power outages uh we just thought it'd be smart for us to save some power not open those facilities up and deal with operating issues but thomas and rachel and i were just out there talking about all of our facilities that have some type of damage and coming up with a game plan to fix them so i know people might be curious i think the the two or three main ones right now the hvac unit is down at the senior center so it's a little bit chilly Uh, i think we've got a few uh heaters going to make half of the building pretty warm and then sportscom has no warm water and then the uh, adams tennis complex uh, has no water at all, but we've got the outdoor restrooms that are still working. So we're working with our city staff and then the maintenance division to get these things back up and going. But we appreciate patience in the meantime.
1: Thomas Laird and Rachel Singer also with us this morning. Uh, so, Frisbee, did you really play some Frisbee golf um, in this stuff? did. did My you really? son,
3: who's really gotten into disc golf, he got some disc golf equipment, a bag, some shoes, some new Frisbees. So, you know we had to go try them out man scott i don't want to take over the interview here but i think
2: the real question you need to ask is did his son beat him or not
1: that, that good question so how did it turn out
3: i did win by one stroke okay. it came down to the last hole and now he's gotten where that doesn't happen all the time because he, yeah. he throws it about 100 feet further than i do so i thought uh, you'd say you don't
2: yeah. keep score because, but well, do. well
3: yeah it's pretty pretty intense game then yes between the two of us when especially when it's just the two of us playing i I bet Uh, (laughs) but we have a lot of fun and you know we weren't the only ones in the park there were some walkers and some uh, uh, people that were enjoying the playgrounds so even with the cold weather the parks were being utilized
2: I think as we creep up into the 40s later this week, and even today some, it's going to feel nice and warm, a good chance to get outside and get on the trails. And yeah, 60 out. will but feel like summer. Yeah, that's going to be, what, Saturday? Is that right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. We want to wear shorts.
1: Yeah, <laughs> might as well. But yeah, we, we had that wind chill of like negative 25 degrees in some areas, and I don't ever remember it being that cold here.
2: It was fascinating. I was, you know, sitting out at my house looking at that front come in, and you could feel, you know, the rain come in and shift over, and it was really something to behold, and I think uh, it was was pretty crazy. It
1: it was rough out there, and I know some other places had problems with, uh, with their heater working. I know the library had to shut down yesterday because their heater went out, and I guess these heaters were just working so hard, just trying to keep up with even 68 degrees i mean they couldn't keep up with that i know
2: like at patterson park our our atrium it's overheating because of the hvac unit having to work kind of in overdrive so we're still assessing a lot of our facilities um and our staff you know we're working every day I know thomas and rachel and i were on the phone with all of our superintendents uh, over the past five days every day in a row trying to come up with a plan and just a testament to our staff who work so hard to be there and try to mitigate any damage. But uh, I think a situation like this, it's hard to completely eliminate that.
1: Definitely. And, of course, the uh, polar bear plunge, it may take on new meaning this year if it gets <laughs> as cold yeah. as it did this past it's got weekend.
3: I understand you're jumping, right?
1: I have not understood that. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> Sorry, we misunderstood
2: maybe. Oh,
3: maybe we misunderstood.
2: You'll be there, yeah. though, yeah. I'm, sure. I'm sure. WGNS is always supported. there, uh-huh. you know. Uh, and, and what I've learned about WGNS if you, if you have a microphone in your hand at the polar bear plunge, you just can't jump You're in You're safe water. from jumping. Yeah. 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 I think that's a fair
3: assessment. <laughs> what
1: what day is the plunge this year?
3: It is Saturday, January
1: 7th. Okay. So, and, uh, well, by then, the temperatures may actually it, get cold It may. Cold but, together.
3: you know, I found, and, and Nate's been around a long time with the plunges, way well, that we've had years where it was really, really cold outside, years that it was fairly you know, 50 degree warm weather. We were disappointed. The water is still very, very oh, cold, I'm sure. regardless yeah. of the outside temperatures.
1: <laughs> if we have another wind chill down to like negative 25, you're going to have to have like multiple ambulances there or something, right? It's, it, right?
3: Well, we won't. Uh, we It'll won't. be a very rough. quick plunge. Yeah, you yeah, will. Plunge. In and out, in and out. We want to encourage people to to stay in and swim <laughs> so
1: did did like the sportscom outdoor pool did it freeze over or do you guys leave that running the water circulating
2: running. and so the water stirring but the top surface level will freeze over uh, in a situation like that i know we had one polar bear plunge one year we had to break up the ice mm-hmm. at the top of it so uh, fortunately no damage that we know of to the outdoor pool because of the types of piping it takes out there but you know a freeze like this it's just you can't prepare uh, no facilities it's just as we're yeah. discovering more and more things there's nothing that can be done I know y'all have your water are
1: still running here it, it is it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so just to be safe <laughs> just to be safe but. and you know we were talking to a plumber who said you know this is the kind of cold where you can't just leave that faucet dripping you have to leave it running yeah. uh, otherwise it, it's going to be in danger of possibly freezing
3: yeah, yeah. My my family's from west tennessee and they were getting notifications to conserve water. Some people had their water <laughs> running; they, they, they were getting uh, water conservation notification
1: One yeah. of the kids accidentally uh, left the the hot water side running, <laughs> and so there was no no nobody could take a shower later on. No, <laughs> that, that's rough. That is rough. Yeah. Even if the inside of the house is somewhat warm, it it's still cold.
2: You know, I think we're going to do our best to. Uh, Not affect our operations too much. Like I said, patience is appreciated as we go through. You know, the city, city across the city. There's damage. I know we got some damage at City Hall. I was just talking to our facility maintenance people out there. But uh, a good example is we've got the New Year's Day 5K, uh, and our restroom facility that we use for that is uh, got a busted water main. So we might Mm. have to bring in porta potties or something like that. So. We'll get it taken care of as, as quickly as we can.
1: But now, the just, New Year's Day 5K, it is probably going to be a little bit warmer than what we saw on Saturday and what we saw this past Friday.
4: I think yeah. you could run it in shorts and a tank top looking at a uh, weather bug. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, and last year it was like a tornado warning. I know. It's, you Huge. never know what you – we've right. had a year where it was
2: 4 degrees. You right? never know what you're going to get. Right.
1: So. And I think last year, it was fairly fairly warm out there. I, nice. I mean, a lot of people were in shorts.
2: Yeah. They mm-hmm. were. Then it got really windy. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. There was a storm
1: last Mm -hmm. year right after it.
2: I mean, it came in Mm -hmm. very quickly. So we're excited uh, for that race. Rachel and and her team have been working really hard to – put it on and it's become really a staple like the polar bear plunge and like a lot of our department wide big big events that we put on.
4: Yeah. And a lot of people, you know, they they do check the weather before they sign up. So this is your week. You can still sign up. It's going to be a great day to run.
1: And where is the race going to be this year?
4: So it's at Barfield. Okay. Uh, it's a 5K. So uh you can sign up at uh runsignup.com. It's $25. Uh, it includes a t-shirt and it's just it's a really fun low-key race um something good to do you know start off the year we had a time change this year didn't we rachel so it's at 10 o'clock this year
1: 10 o'clock and where uh, the actual course for the race is what
4: it'll run through barfield so we'll use you know the park roads we'll use a portion of the trail that goes up by the wilderness station so you've got to be prepared to get up that big hill um And then uh, it'll it'll circle back on itself around the ball fields.
1: And that is a big hill. It, it would be really torturous in the summertime to run that hill.
4: Right, right. I, I've seen people do it though. <laughs> Absolutely, people will go up and down that hill. Like you know, go up, turn around, come down, ah, go up. Turn smart. Around, you can, you can always
1: tell the smart folks. Oh,
4: right. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the in shape folks. You can. <laughs> yeah.
1: I Wouldn't say it to their face, but. <laughs> but you're saying
3: it on the radio. <laughs> Yeah, that, that, Hard to outrun them. That, yeah that's like the
1: the biggest hill we have in the parks it, it, i mean yeah. it maybe not the tallest but it's straight up and down
3: it's straight um, up and down those are way not, get some exercise well, if you go to the north greenway there's some pretty good hills yeah. there as well so.
1: around central valley yes, that are, yes, yeah yes, yeah go. there are big but but they're not as i guess as straight up as, as this one is yeah. abrupt yeah. we have
2: switchback on the uh, side off of walter hill that helps you kind of gradually climb this one goes pretty straight up We look forward to this race. It's something that uh, our staff put a lot of hard work into, and it's just another way to start the year on a good note. And uh, I think Rachel said it really well, that it's just kind of a relaxed race, Mm -hmm. just kind of come together and enjoy time together.
1: And again, talking with Murfreesboro Parks and Rec this morning, so any new plans going into the new year for greenway extensions, new trails in different parks, anything coming up?
4: Um, so we've got the North Murphysboro Greenway. I know we've talked about it on this um, show before, and it, it's you know it just takes a little bit of time. But we're we're super close to getting that open. Dangerously close, Dangerously right? Dangerously close. <laughs> yes, we don't have an opening date per se, but I would say in the next you know one to two months we're going to be out there enjoying it using it Um, and that's going to be the extension from where it terminates at central valley um, and it'll push downstream um, going you know towards smyrna it's not it's not going to go to smyrna but it's another two miles Um, does have a loop it has an overlook it's a beautiful section of trail it's that extension of you know from walter hill and it's just gorgeous
1: so will a section of that actually go out towards thompson lane as well
4: so, uh, what they're working on Thompson Lane will be um, utilizing like sidewalks and enhancing the road so that you know it's easier access to get from Thompson Lane over to ultimately Siegel park and then Siegel park to walter hill so there's a couple pieces missing but they're they're working on it and it's going to be great when it when it all gets connected
2: we're about to start working on a a revision or update to our greenway blueway bikeway master plan that was originally done in uh, 2013 and we've had a lot of changes since then so it'll take everything into an account and be able to show exactly how the how we plan on getting the greenway from one point a point b
1: and then the other thing i i know that we've talked about every single time that the indoor soccer arena is that now complete
2: the structure is complete the turf is complete we start on january 4th with the safety netting so uh, once we have that we'll have an opening date and be able to utilize that building which i think this is a good time of year to be able to use it
1: so when you say safety netting is this what so those who are sitting on the sidelines don't get smacked in the head with a soccer ball? Yeah, or?
2: this is a, the practice facility. Uh, you know, it, It's a place where we can train to enhance our performance, you know, our athletes, and use it for a variety of things. So the safety netting is not necessarily for people on the sidelines. It's to protect the sidewalls when those balls come in uh, hard when kids are, or adults are kicking those and be able to protect the building itself, and then people can stand behind those nets as and, well. And
3: they're also installing uh, padding along the columns throughout the facility. Now, that is protective of the participants uh so they don't hit one of those but uh, it's coming along really nice i think we're going to have a a good usage uh in terms of well-rounded all age groups and and a variety of users we're getting a lot of requests and I, i think as soon as we're able to open the doors getting people to come won't be the issue
1: <laughs> will there be any tournaments played inside that new arena
3: well, they'll have uh, we'll have leagues adult leagues primarily and then there'll be some youth leagues and then you know it's always a backup and most of your bigger tournaments they like to have a backup just in case a uh, lot of them will go ahead and utilize it throughout the tournament regardless of the weather because you know you've you're renting it for the backup facility anyway so i it'll Move right into with our other fields, and I'm sure it's usage will, you know, kind of move around the tournaments that are currently there plus the the local teams and and leagues that are going to play.
2: We have eight synthetic turf fields now, which really effectively doubles our capacity. So the tournaments that we have in and some of the larger scale national tournaments, um, we had it, I think it was about five, six weeks ago, we had the national Mm -hmm. ECNL tournament that brought in. How many teams? I think it was like 200 teams.
3: Right, right at 190 oh. teams. So the economic impact of that alone just you know, over the three days is phenomenal.
2: So there are only three teams from Middle Tennessee, uh, which we would call local teams. All the right. other teams are staying in hotels, eating at restaurants, shopping, that type of thing. So it really just goes to show you why a project like this is really worthwhile for the city um, because the economic impact of these is right. really... These
3: are, these are those. Pro, uh, projects and, and type of facilities that we think, well, I don't have anyone to play soccer. I don't know anybody that plays soccer. Why is my tax dollars going to these facilities? However, the return on the investment is, is huge for taxpayers because uh, I can't remember several years ago they did a calculation said that everybody would pay how much more people would be paying if we didn't have the economic impact and the CBB that brings in the, the, the Tourism and hotel rooms.
1: So. and then the lighting inside that arena. How will that impact the players? Because you always hear about light whenever NFL stadiums are built that are actual arenas, indoor football. You hear about the lighting and the different aspects of the lighting. How you know this arena is not as good. This one's better. Right. How will they solve it'll, that issue?
3: It'll be comparable to a gymnasium. It's basically the same lighting, LED lightings that we have in all of our gymnasiums. Uh, you know, it's, it, it's, I'm not sure if we're ready to film an HDMI or, or HD video and, and uh, you know, to meet those high professional video specs, but it, it should be adequately lit, very similar to the Adams Tennis Complex, which it's very few complaints.
2: Sounds like we might need to do a uh, tour with WGNS, and you guys we can get to. some pictures yeah. and videos yeah. of them on. So, what we've got to do is we've got to finish the safety netting, all the safety features, and then we've got some infrastructure work where we've got to remove some construction roads, that type of stuff, some cleanup work that we have to do before we open. So, the timetable is just a little bit unknown right now, and we're we'll, uh, we're excited in January to open open that whole thing and ribbon cut the whole new facility.
1: Uh, sounds like a cool place, and it'll be one of the few, I, one of the only indoor soccer arenas there, in middle Tennessee yeah, there's,
2: there's nothing like it it's a uh, 110,000 square feet and uh, I think uh, we're, we're already getting a lot of requests for usage and we're gonna be really excited to uh, accommodate those that's, requests. that's
3: one of the things that makes our facility or our soccer part uh, a prime candidate for the more elite tournaments because there is no rain outs or, or weather related uh, issues they may have to have the championship game in the indoor facility, but at Segal Park, you're going to play regardless of the weather.
1: And do you have to wear a different type of shoe for that indoor it's, area? No, the same it's, turf.
3: It, the, the turf that we
2: use Classic. really uh, simulates and it acts and responds almost exactly the same as natural turf. So um, it, it's a fascinating product. And we've seen just the reaping the rewards of, of what it's done for our facility, having eight synthetic turf fields
1: very cool again talking about Murfreesboro parks and rec and with us this morning we have parks director nate williams then also rachel singer and thomas laird all in studio this morning we'll talk more about the parks in just a second when we come back time again right now eight
0: forty.
2: hi this is peter demas join our family at demas's restaurant so many people buy so many different things you know i go out to eat and i like eating steak my wife will end up getting our salmon. Our salmon is cut fresh, so she loves our salmon. It's one of those places that you can go, you can get pastas or chicken, you know, the kids love it. Get what you want at Demas' Restaurant and not be limited just to one or two items. Join our family at Demas' Restaurant, 1115
0: Northwest Broad Street
2: in
1: Murfreesboro. Hi, this is Dan Mitchell from Music World and Drummer's Den. We have a larger selection than any of the other big box stores. Much better prices, Uh, selection is wonderful from keyboards, drums, guitars, ukuleles are big this year. We also have lighting. This is Dan Mitchell from Music World and Drummer's Den. Come down and look around, we have what you need. Music World and Drummer's Den is located at 2762 South Church Street, right across from Indian Hills Golf Course.
2: Listen live to WGNS radio on our website and Alexa or Google devices. Search WGNS radio for on demand podcasts in iTunes, Google
1: Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSradio.com. Skies become mostly sunny this afternoon, a high in the mid 40s, southwest winds of five to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly clear low near 25. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on news radio at WGNS. Currently, it's 29.
0: CBS News Brief The Buffalo Blizzard is blamed for at least 20. We got some good neighbors and we like bragging on them. Nominate a good neighbor every day. Put it in writing on WGNS. WGNS. AM. A-M. 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 F-M. F-M. FM. Online. CBS News Brief, the Buffalo Blizzard is blamed for at least 28 deaths in western New York, and there's still a ban on driving there. Erie County Executive Mark Pullen cars There's cars everywhere, pointing the wrong direction on roads. There's abandoned uh, buses. Uh, on road. So it's it's a very, very tenuous situation. FlightAware.com says nearly two-thirds of today's cancellations are Southwest flights after 50% yesterday. CBS's Nancy Chen says things are not looking up for their flyers.
4: In an interview with the Wall Street Journal, Southwest CEO says the airline expects to only run about a third of its normally scheduled flights today and tomorrow, calling this the largest-scale event he's ever seen. We're
0: awaiting a Supreme Court ruling on whether Title 42 immigration restrictions should stay in place cbs's stacy lynn the
3: biden administration has asked the court to end it the high court put a temporary hold on lifting the policy a little over a week ago
0: cbs news brief i'm peter king
4: if you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs capstar bank is for you capstar bank is dedicated to the people of this community Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. CapstarBank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender.
0: The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Right now that time,
1: 8.43, again talking with Murfreesboro Parks and Rec this morning. We have Nate Williams, Thomas Laird, and Rachel Singer all in studio with us this morning. So uh, let's go back again to that polar bear plunge just because, you know, the, the temperatures lately, I'm sure have everybody curious about the temperatures for the polar bear plunge.
3: Well, you know, Murfreesboro, we've done the polar bear plunge, which is jumping into the, the outdoor pool. Uh, it's a national phenomenon that started in, uh, I think, in Alaska, uh, where a group of seniors would jump every year into the, the icy waters, and it just evolved into a national event. Well, uh, the Special Olympics, they've actually uh, trademarked a lot of the plunges, and, and and theirs is a national fundraiser. So because we're... Murfreesboro had had the plunge for 20 years. Special Olympics approached us and asked, you know, if we would be willing to do a a work with them. And of course, we're very active with Special Olympics here in Rutherford County and uh, working with the athletes. So it was a good partnership. And so proceeds from the polar bear plunge go to Special Olympics and specifically here in Rutherford County to support the athletes uh, that go on to compete at state and national competitions. Uh, matter of fact, we had a basketball team from Murfreesboro, one-third at the USA Games in Orlando this summer. So,
1: I, I can tell you without a doubt, when I become a senior, I definitely won't be doing the polar bear plunge. Don't want to do anything to speed up that process of life. <laughs>
3: well, they say it's good for you. you do. It rejuvenates you.
1: <clears throat> so, so, so money raised at the polar bear plunge this year will go towards the Special Olympics.
3: It does. It helps course athletes off, but... Uh, here in Rutherford County, we've got a really big group of uh, special needs community uh, that like to participate beyond the local level and they go to state games and actually we're hosting a swim meet uh, and weight lifting competition in the spring, uh, inviting athletes to come participate here and then our athletes will also go on to regional and, and state competitions. So
2: it's become a tremendous focus of what we do is be able to provide these types of programs and you know national events we hosted the national miracle league all-star game back in september and it's something you know maybe 20 years ago we might not have thought that we would be this would be one of the things that we really focus on but it really has transitioned become something we're really proud of thomas explain i I don't think a lot of people understand some of the things like we have at our facilities like at patterson Uh, when we talk about weightlifting that type of thing
3: well we've Years ago, of course, when we with the development of the uh, Miracle League and the success that we've had at the Miracle League, we expanded on to other parts of the department and other divisions. Uh, so partnering with Special Olympics afforded us the ability to create new programs and new training opportunities. Uh, for example, at Patterson, we partnered with Special Olympics to create a powerlifting uh, uh, station or a room dedicated to powerlifting. It has all the safety equipment and the uh, Equipment to, to do competitive powerlifting, which is one of the Special Olympic Special Olympics events. Uh, so now we have the ability to offer ongoing training throughout the year. So athletes that go that are going to these competitions can stay in shape. And, and you know before you would train at a select location for a few weeks before the competition, and then you go to. Now they're able to train all year long, so they continue to get better and better and better. Uh,
1: And, of course, we also have the Miracle Field here, which I know a lot is going on there each year.
3: We we have a spring and a fall season every year. Usually it's anywhere from 100 to 120 athletes, Uh, 10 to 12 teams. We play every Saturday morning in the spring and fall. Uh, And we've kind of modeled a lot of our programming after the Miracle League because – Uh, With the Miracle League, we have high school baseball and softball players that come in and partner with our athletes, their buddies, Uh, and some of them need assistance. Some of them just need the encouragement, and uh, they they cheer them on and are their fans. Uh, Other athletes need a little more physical assistance, and they're able to do that. So we've kind of modeled that with our other programs within the system. We have uh, Advantage Basketball, which is – basketball for all abilities and we partner with the local high schools and they work directly with the athletes and buddy up and partner with them uh to go through basic skills and dribbling shooting and basketball so
2: i think if people are interested in see what happens during our leagues in the spring league that's coming or spring season i should say when it's coming up go out there and just check it out it's something that'll touch your heart and just really you know see the best in society i think one of the most awesome things that i hear from our miracle league is that we have our buddies who help that might be on a baseball or softball team and they end up building a relationship with the person they're helping and they might see them at school and just engage in a relationship that they otherwise wouldn't have had so it's much more than what just happens uh, on saturday mornings but it's it's a big thing we (laughs) encourage people to come cheer them on
1: hey i was going to say it it has really created a lot of opportunity for a lot of local school students to get further involved with the community
3: it has and you know by partnering the athletes uh with our our athletes our players in the miracle league uh, it's changed the culture within our schools Uh, those miracle league athletes are celebrated and recognized and you know, I had one parent tell me, he said, you know, my son thinks he's popular. I don't know if he is or not, but he, <laughs> he thinks he is. And uh, he is but because that culture has created When the baseball team or softball team give you high fives down the hall, uh, it makes it a little easier, I guess. That's
1: awesome. And that that's something we need more of in today's society Absolutely. because a lot of kids today, I think they grow up not really knowing how to socialize the same way when we grew up because today everybody is on a cell phone i I mean people don't communicate with each other like they used to
3: and that's the beauty of at miracle league park not only is there the field uh but the playground there and it's an all-inclusive playground so there's very few limitations uh and so we are you know make sure to schedule the t-ball kids the four and five-year-olds to have games while the Miracle League's going on, so those kids will grow up playing with uh, Miracle League athletes. They won't know the difference. So that uncomfortable feeling that you and I experience because of our lack of exposure uh, dissipates, and we really are able to change the culture here to a more uh, culturally diverse and uh, inclusive culture.
1: And something else that we've heard a lot of talk about is the skate park and. Uh, the idea of building that future skate park.
2: Yeah, we're excited. We've got our next public uh, input meeting is going to be at seven o'clock on January eighteenth at Moab. Uh, what we did from the first one is our designer worked and took a lot of those concepts and the ideas that were discussed, and they put together a conceptual plan that they're going to be rolling out then. And then uh, we're excited. We're we're building to our budget and hopefully get this implemented uh, very very soon. It's going to be at Old Fort Park and. Um, Again, we're inviting you to get your skateboard out. I know you're yes, back in the day. Now. We need to right? do a live
3: show there. I know Scott was a skateboarder.
1: Get my pal Peralta out there, and uh, <laughs> so in Old Fort Park, where will the skate park eventually be built? If you're Where's driving the into the main practice entrance,
3: practice field is the practice softball field.
1: Right, right as you come in uh, on to the, the, the left. Side. So, or? if
2: you uh, remember Old Pavilions one and two that were that used to be there, uh, there's a parking lot. We had the old original pavilions. I know that's where I used to go to family gatherings when I was a kid. Uh, but there's a restroom and two pavilions. We ended up taking those down because those were just in bad shape. But it'll be right over there. And that's the reason that's gonna kind of a beautiful location is that we've got existing infrastructure. We don't have to pay to build a parking lot, put in lighting and that type of stuff.
1: So that area is where the skate park's going to be. Parking lot itself will remain, mm-hmm. I guess, where you see it today. Yeah. So you'll be able to see the skate park as you drive Absolutely. down Old Fort Parkway. You'll see it in the park.
2: Yeah. It's going to be awesome. That's cool. And, and how,
1: how big of a park or how big of a skate park is this?
2: It's hard to really define how big it is. There's some square footage you, you can apply, but since we're still in the designing process of it, uh, we'll let you know as soon as we have exactly what it is because what we want to do is design it and then do a good cost estimate to make sure we're staying in budget for it. So that yeah. we're just still in that process right now.
1: And then the idea of a BMX pump track, is that something that is also going to happen? And is it going to be going all the way around the actual skate park?
2: yeah that's the plan so again we're, we're designing to a budget so we know we're going to have a skate park we're trying to see if we can work in the park a pump track as well that will go kind of around and you can use that pump track uh that'll be for scooters for bikes for skateboards it can be something like a flow track hard surface pump yeah, track it'd even be a place where kids with their you know strider bikes the balance bikes can use and kind of play on so it's that's kind cool. of very yeah. very multi-purpose
3: we went to some training sessions a lot local- recent conference and uh, the way they explain the pump track to us is because you're like well we don't want these little kids going too fast but if you're not able to pump and make the motions to to shift your weight you're not going to build up the speed that yeah. the other you know the more advanced riders will do so it it's really a progression where the very beginner the basic riders can participate even and then to the more advanced riders and more be able to uh get more speed and do more have more access to
1: cool hey, again talking about murfreesboro parks and rec this morning different programs going on within the parks uh, going back to uh, barfield park there is also a mountain bike course there and that's something that i, I don't think a lot of cities have
3: uh, Nate, we, Nate, he's a, a true mountain biker true, true mountain very <laughs> recreational he's got a bike in their office they have to be <laughs> a true mountain bike <laughs> no we
2: do we've got a great mountain bike uh, that ties in and uh, complements our trail system at Barfield Crescent Park I mean I think you say not many municipalities have mountain bike uh, trails but not many mis- municipalities <laughs> municipalities have uh, a 470 acre park you know it's we're, we're truly blessed to have something like that and the focus on natural areas uh, that we can preserve uh, is something we're grateful for and we you know we take a lot of responsibility and are proud of what we can offer
1: you know I, I Thomas I think it was you comparing the size of Barfield Park, to central park in new york and they weren't too far off which was interesting
3: central park is such a huge park but barfield's a little over more than a third of what central park is i think central park is right at 1200 acres and barfield's 470 so is
1: is there a chance for barfield park to grow even further
2: you know, we just added 73 acres uh, about a year ago, and we've got an area back there that we're preserving and excited, you know, that we brought into the park. I think for Barfield, it is it is what it is right now. There's no immediate plans for any type of expansion. You know, we always have plans for adding different parks, and I think the focus right now, uh, whatever expansion we do, is get something on the west side of town, uh, and that is in process and we're excited about what 2023 will hold in getting a blackman park
1: now speaking of the west side of town the city of murphysboro and middle tennessee electric they have agreed to make that land swap and that means murphysboro is soon going to own roughly 150 acres of yeah. land and that's going to be a long I guess, what, Veterans Parkway, about a a mile or so from 840. Yeah. So is that going to be not only a future city school, but also a city park?
2: Yeah, we'll have some park element there. We're excited about that. I think people have asked for our candid opinion of that property. I think it's pretty simple. That piece of property works a lot better for a park than uh, what was previously being designed so right now we're in the zoning process we've got to get all the zoning situation complete and then we'll start doing some design work on it but um, once that land swap is completely done uh, zoning begins in earnest and then we'll we'll start really seeing what we can do uh, from Uh, park amenity standpoint
1: and and then also more park-like area downtown murphysboro i know the wetland area has been shut down i don't know if that's temporary if that's ongoing but what all is going to happen there especially once they daylight the creek that comes out of the wetland
2: yeah well so we've noticed some some issues that we're having with the pedestrian boardwalk that we have so we have shut it down just out of an abundance of caution just to make sure it's safe and i uh, we're we're looking into it. I think we're having some engineering assessments done on it to see where we stand. But eventually, once we get Town Creek open, it's going to be fascinating how we can tie that Murphy Spring Discovery Center area all the way you know down towards Canonsburg, basically.
1: Hey, and that's going to be really cool once the city officially builds that bridge that goes over Broad Street, and that will connect right there to the future Town Creek that'll be open.
2: Yeah. It's going to be amazing. I think when we talked about the planning and looking back when they did the bottom study and stuff like that, it's universally uh, uh, likable, I guess is a good way to say it. Everybody (laughs) was really excited about what could happen in that downtown development. So I think we're going to look back years from now and uh, I think we're going to have something that everybody's really proud of as a downtown, you know, uh, uh, revitalization of that area. And I think it's going to be a good compliment to our city as a whole
1: that's right you know nashville's got cumberland river that flows through we're gonna have town creek we're gonna have town creek and (laughs) it's gonna
2: the the renderings that i've seen is just it's beautiful it's perfect the way it's being laid out so we're excited to see how the park system might be able to tie into that as well
1: is this going to be a fairly shallow creek is it going to be wide Do, do we know any details about it
2: yeah, no, I, I haven't. I've just seen the renderings of it. I don't know the specific dimensions. That's something our development services team is working on. Uh, so think,
1: you've seen the like, the 1,000-foot images? Right, you know, right. The, like <laughs> little so, I didn't see exactly how deep it's going to be, but I can
2: look into that, Scott, and get back with you. Good, good, good. About yay, yay tall? That's yeah. kind of what I don't
1: know. <laughs> that's pretty deep. You were motioning uh, five feet deep right <laughs> Don't hold me to that. I was, I was trying to make a joke. <laughs> but, yeah, that it's going to be a, a cool little thing to have downtown. Murfreesboro, though, it is a little creek going through yeah and some green
2: space i think that goes a long way some green space some flowing water you know we're looking out your window right now about how that area is going to look a lot different you know in the coming years so
1: i I think everything downtown is going to look different in a few years from what i understand it i mean we're talking about a hotel downtown apartments condos i mean it's just going to be totally different in a few years
2: we're we're rapidly growing it just goes to speak to the quality of life in murfreesboro and i think from our perspective our, our city administration our council believe that parks is a you know key part of that we're, we're fortunate to be able to play a part in hopefully making murfreesboro a better place to to live and raise a family
1: definitely again nate williams with us this morning and also we have thomas laird and rachel singer with murfreesboro parks and rec and i guess that's pretty much going to do it we're out of time already but to close out again the date of the polar bear plunge and then new year's day run that's obviously on new year's day right new
4: year's so, day yeah. 10 o'clock barfield crescent park and folks Pol- need
3: Polar to sign Bear January 7th, 10 o'clock. You can go to murfreesboroparks.com, get more information on that.
1: Sounds great. Well, thank you all for joining us.
3: Thank you, Scott. Thanks.
1: Time right now, 8.59. Local news with Ron Jordan in just one minute.
0: The world is always on. But you shouldn't be. Put junk sleep to bed. Wearing Mattress Firm's Dream Sember Sale, get a king for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin and save up to $700 on Sealy. Only at Mattress Firm.